So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite guilty pleasure, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Kobe to my shack, Chad Sowash. <laughs> and today, we have a very special reunion show. Welcome, everybody, back to The Firing Squad. Nick Livingston, co-founder and CEO of Hone It. There he is. Nick, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. The last time we did this was almost four or five years ago, dude. Wow. Really? No, <laughs> stop it. I know, right? Are we that old? Jeez. Damn. Jesus. Yeah. Nick was definitely one of our, our first firing squads in early 2018. So any of you listeners out there, if you didn't hear that, you can always go back and check it out. But let's let's get a quick Twitter bio from Nick real quick. Uh, hi, everybody. Nick Livingston. I'm I've been a recruiter my whole career. I love the profession. I've been a recruiting director at MTV, Viacom, Startups and SF. Um, and now I'm building tools for recruiters. MTV. That could be a whole separate show. <laughs> a bunch of Gen Xers talk about MTV. That would be fun. That would be a blast. How long were you at MTV again, Nick? I was there about four years. Um, the joke was Jersey Shore basically paid our bonuses. <laughs> And what are Beavis and Butthead like in real life? That's what I want to know. I haven't met him, but I think they're coming out with a new one. Well, he's on their show right now. I was trying to set him up for that. All right. <laughs> okay, Nick, this is a new show. It's the reunion show. We've had so many companies come through Firing Squad, probably well over 100. You were one of the first, and we wanted to do a reunion show that would focus on helping our listeners gain knowledge from your successes and failures. That means you are going to have to sit and listen to your original two-minute honed it sure. pitch from from 2018. Oh, At the end of that two minutes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's gone wrong, what's gone right, and how hone it is different today compared to that 2018 pitch and whatever the hell we have time for. So at the end of it, Joel and I both gave you big applause. I think you might have been the first double big applause that we've had in Firing Squad. But um, we're going to reassess. And then uh, you'll be on your way. Are you ready to listen to your 2018 <laughs> self? <laughs> oh, jeez. Crushing. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. Two minutes starts. 
now. Hey everybody, Nick Livingston with Honet. After 15 years in the recruiting trenches, you know, I realize our, our conversations are important. You know, the daily phone conversations with candidates, that's kind of the, the initial step of the interview process. And I found most of my day was scheduling calls, talking to candidates and sharing highlights with, with clients. But I felt, you know, take a step back and look at our phone interviews. They're a black box with zero visibility into the questions that are asked, let alone answers that take place, you know, during those conversations. So Honet technology, it's, it's simple, natural phone interview technology. We let recruiters capture the great insights and answers during those conversations. Um, lots of competitive intelligence, lots of insights again during these conversations that, that go unnoticed. And instead of scribbling notes and sharing opinions with hiring managers, we make it really easy for recruiters to package up a couple of great answers that were heard during a live phone interview and share those with a client or share those with a hiring manager so that they can hear the candidate in their own words. And what we're finding is this is removing redundant steps of the interview process, no more two or three phone interviews before you invite a candidate on site. And similarly, once you decide you do want to hire someone, we're seeing this really accelerate offers where a, a VP, a CEO can quickly hear a few highlights themselves and say, wow, that person sounds great. Those are great technical answers. I trust my team. Go ahead and hire them. So we're excited to remove steps of the interview process, help recruiters communicate more efficiently and more effectively with clients, and to remove a lot of this underlying misinterpretation and bias that, that goes along with interview communication. So again, natural phone interview technology, you can record, transcribe, and analyze live answers during your calls um, and share the best parts with other people. Boom, it's like you're right on. Dude's tight. Phone, transcribe, and analyze. I like that. Before we start talking to Nick about this, Joel, you and I both gave him big applause on this. Yeah. Now on that pitch itself, what stuck out most to you? I think that what stood out to me was, if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, there were a lot mm. of chatbots at the time. And yes. chatbots were sort of the new shiny, sexy thing. <laughs> and and Nick's company seemed on the surface a, a little bit antiquated, like he had sort of missed the boat on this whole a whole chat thing. And as I heard his pitch, you know, I, I, I kept remembering uh, just for, sort of how traditional, you know, recruiters are and that the phone isn't going away and that conversations aren't going away just because we have this little bubble on our screen. Um, so for, for me, what I remember is just reconnecting with the fact that this is a people business and that Nick sort of really tapped into uh, a, a technology that made sense without eliminating the human element of it. And I think that's, you know, we'll talk through this, but my guess is that's probably still a real strong suit of of his company. Yeah, I have to say his experience came out. Usually you have some CEOs or founders who are not from this industry. Uh, they they might have thought there was a problem that they're creating a solution for. Nick knew. And this had nothing to do with him feeling like there was an issue. He knew. He'd been in the trenches. And, and that, to me, drove more of the conversation around process automation and being able to scale. So that was, to, to me, overall, listening to it again here in 2022, that's that's what I got out of it. So Nick, first question to you, big guy, what stood out to you on that two-minute pitch, which is different 
way different than it is today for hone it just the phone 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 right like now post covid we've all shifted to video and other mediums to talk to people right our platform has obviously evolved there but yeah i think you're right back then we were we were up against all these one way interview tools that were saying yeah send the candidate a link have them interview themselves and then it saves you time and wow they can interview whenever they want in the middle of the night and we were going, whoa, 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 like the best candidates aren't going to do that. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You got to talk to people. Yeah, I think just um, that specific focus early on around phone screens and phone conversations. And I think we were shouting out loud there because, as Joel pointed out, we wanted to remind people that recruiting is a human business and talking to people is a big part of what we do. Uh, but there, had, there wasn't tools to support that at the time. Joel? I'm curious, you know, you, you sort of took a leap of faith to be on this crazy podcast and pitch your company. What was the initial reaction after doing it, uh, sort of both personally? Was there feedback from people that listened? Did you get some leads or sales out of it? What was sort of life like after doing Firing Squad? It helps. Yeah, we definitely had some inbound and on demo requests come through. They said they heard of us uh, through Chad and Cheese. So that was great. I mean, I'm a fan of the show. I've been listening to you guys and have enjoyed your thoughts on our industry for a decade, right? You guys have a great viewpoint and have great contributions to this space. So I appreciated the opportunity to be a, big, be a guinea pig. And again, I'm a recruiter. We're building something for recruiters. So I, I, you know, any chance we can get to talk about it is helpful. So it seems like so much of, of what is old is is new again. And, you know, chatbots have sort of become conversational AI. Chad and I talked to companies that are doing sort of video celebrities that'll talk to you as them, but it's, you know, it's a machine or a, it's a fantasy. Is what's old still new again? I mean, are there just different challenges with kind of the same old story? We're trying to solve a problem with technology that that really won't because we're talking about humans. That's a good question. I mean, I think the problem that hasn't changed that we're trying to solve is this idea of interview communication and interview collaboration. You know, why does it still take eight separate conversations with eight separate people for eight people to agree, you know, Joel could be a good fit for the role? Yeah. Right. And it's a two month process and it's a tedious candidate experience and it's scheduling to pain in the ass. And like, it's a bunch of redundant conversations. Well, that, why is that? It's because we're not capturing any of those conversations. We don't know what's being said and we can't share what's being said. I, I think this idea of how do you get people to align on something, we've seen you know, meeting software take place where 10 people can jump into a meeting room and have a quick conversation and knock it out. Great. We haven't seen that kind of interview collaboration yet where people can do that and agree on someone else that's maybe outside of their organization. So in the actual... Let's talk about pandemic. Okay. That shook up obviously many industries in, we saw huge growth in recruiting and hiring after the, you know, the first, the first quarter of the pandemic. So talk to me a little bit about how that affected business. Did you have to pivot? I'm sure you did somehow, some way. What did you have to do? What worked? What didn't? So we, we definitely had to kind of quit screaming phone and, 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 welcome video communication as a great medium. We knew it was a great medium and we'd done video calls and things like that, but we just felt phone was more convenient and less biased and still see a lot of phone screens going through our system over video calls when people have a choice. Mm -hmm. But I think what we jumped to is let's not limit this. Let's build a communication stack for recruiters. And so now, you know, you can make calls and receive calls through the system. You have custom phone numbers. You can do SMS messaging through the system back and forth to candidates. You can talk through phone, VoIP, or video to candidates anywhere in the world. So it is now kind of an all-in-one communication stack 
for recruiters and talent partners. And I think, you know, we've even seen the best recruiters and the most innovative recruiters still piecing together that stack. They're, you know, they may have an ATS and they're using Calendly for scheduling. They're using a VoIP system for their phone calls. They're using Zoom or a video tool for video calls. They're using some sort of transcription layer. And then they still have to spend 30 minutes on a write-up to communicate that candidate to a client, right? We put, we put that all into a single, easy-to-use tool. After you hang up from a phone call or video call, you can submit candidates in seconds. Boom, off to the next phone screen. So when it comes to the difference, I, I hear videos, the big difference. What else? I mean, because you could schedule before. I mean, there, there, there was transcription before. What else has Honit done? Not that adding videos, you know, easy or anything, but what else has Honit done from a feature standpoint to be able to really hit the m- more go-to-market and, and bridge some of those problems that you saw either during the pandemic or just ones that you had on the roadmap? So what the, we started to see some new use cases come up from recruiters using the software, right? They started to recognize, wait a minute, I don't have to just talk to candidates through this system. I can talk to references through the system. I can talk to my clients through the system. Oh, I like references. That's really cool. Intake calls, I would say, those kickoff calls between a recruiter and a hiring manager, that's the most important conversation in the hiring program. Yeah. And so what what was kind of a light bulb hit off, recruiters started creating call guides in the system that were specific to an intake call. Hey, why is this job open? Hey, what's exciting about this opportunity? Hey, talk to me about the team this person would work with. And you realize that an intake call is an interview too. You're just interviewing a hiring manager. And so what can you do with that? Well, we can record, transcribe, index, parse the conversation, hang up the phone, and an account manager can slack a link to a recruiter or sourcer and say, hot wreck, listen to these highlights. And now a recruiting team quickly aligned, only one person had to be on the intake call, not six. All the great insights that a hiring manager communicated about that open role is now easily shareable downstream with the, you know, the recruiters and sourcers. But one step further, with 10, 10 seconds after an intake call in Honet, you can create an audible job preview with a couple of great snippets from that intake call. Now, when you're reaching out to passive candidates, you can include a couple of those snippets and say, hey, working on this amazing opportunity, here's a link to meet the hiring manager. It's what every candidate wants. Who's the boss? What's the real opportunity? Not just the job description. Right. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. 
I know for me, I was really impressed with the potpourri of features. Yeah, I said potpourri, which I think is a first for this podcast. And I, I know that that's certainly something that when you're a startup, you know, you create a cool feature, then based on, you know, what people want or what you think is, is the future, you, you start building on it. But I, I found myself looking at the things you're doing, and it feels like you're moving even away from product and going almost to straight platform. I mean, you guys are CRM, you have SMS, you know, you're integrated into Slack and multiple channels. I mean, was that, do do you agree with that statement that you guys are becoming a platform for recruiters to be sort of, you know, the, the, of their activities Um, or or am I way off on that one? No, I think you're right. And I think based on customer feedback, we kept getting questions around, well, what about this? And what about that? Which, you know, helps drive our roadmap and is great for product uh, innovation. But, you know, I think we kept seeing that integration always became kind of this challenge of like, well, what about this? And do you integrate with this? And do you integrate with this? Or like, and we just said, wait a minute, like, <laughs> let's just pull in all of these things that recruiters are doing and piecemealing together into a single tool. And then you just paste a Honet link into your workflow and we take care of everything, Right. And so it did become more easier to pitch it when we can say, yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about how your VoIP system integrates with Honit because we've got VoIP calls and SMS built in. Like, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, wow, I can actually save money from not having to pay for Calendly and VoIP and transcription tools. And right. And so then it just be, kind of came easier. But that that wasn't obvious at the beginning, to your point. Very good. So there are a lot of you know vendors and, and solutions that listen to the show, and there are a lot of startups that are sort of where you were four years ago. What advice would you give them? And particularly something interesting, you know, you guys have, have bootstrapped this thing. And you know, of course, Chad and I talk about companies raising hundreds of millions of dollars. You guys have taken a much different approach. So for the, the startups out there, what advice would you give and particularly around the raising money side, what's your what's your sort of take on that? You know, I, I was fortunate to, to meet a couple of great technical co-founders who who could build this from the ground up, right? So we had a benefit. I didn't have to raise money to recruit or hire engineers to do this. They were just as excited about Honed as I am. We were able to build something from the ground up together. So I think that's fine. You know, find a good partner, find, find a technical co-founder who can build an MVP or build the technology rather than having to raise money to build it. And then two, I'd say, Stick to your North Star or, you know, I'm thinking back where to go back to four years ago, but, you know, everybody was saying chatbots and automation and this and that. And I kept just seeing that as, okay, sure, maybe helps the recruiter, but terrible candidate experience, (laughs) right? Yep. And so we've always been kind of going against the grain because we're like, whoa, 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 interviews are two-way conversations. And now, as we all know, in a candidate-driven market, especially in hyper-competitive talent markets, candidates are interviewing you. <laughs> so if your recruiters aren't on point, they aren't pitching well, they aren't answering questions, they aren't able to articulate why an, a rec is exciting or a, an opportunity is great, then you're going to miss out. So I'd say to, to founders out there, like stick to your North Star, stick to your compass on, on what you kind of truly believe. And, and for me, having recruited technical folks and product managers most of my career, they're not going to do a chat bot. They want to talk to someone and they want a really efficient interview process. Yeah. Discipline. We talk about that on Firing Squad all of the time. You can't do everything. I don't care how much money you have. So quick question, when you're talking about the prospect, as Joel had said, being a platform, does that mean that you're looking to become a a system of record? Because at that point, I mean, it's really hard to crack into the, uh, the enterprise big logos because they already have systems of record. So who's, who has been your main focus for go-to-market when we're talking about uh, enterprise uh, or uh, small to medium-sized businesses? Yeah, I guess two, two answers to that. So we've seen like 
great success with kind of small to mid-sized external recruiting firms who see Hone It as a revenue generating tool. Ah, staffing. I mean, if you can if you can talk to candidates sooner, submit them in seconds, get hiring managers to quickly respond to you and, and expedite next steps, you've got a huge competitive advantage to other recruiters who are still just forwarding resumes and 40 minutes on a write-up trying to articulate a candidate like fine wine, right? Like, no, here's proof. Listen to these three answers. We did our job. We sourced an amazing candidate. Hear it for yourself. Skip a step. Hiring manager doesn't have to spend another 30 minutes on the phone with candidate asking the same questions. They can skip to the next person. So external firms and RPO teams and executive search firms see this as a revenue generating tool to accelerate offers. Um, we've got some customers who say using the tool, they, they see offers at warp speed, right? You don't need eight separate steps with eight separate people to get eight people to agree on a candidate. You need one great phone screen, a link you can Slack to six people. They can each hear some amazing technical answers, look at the resume and say, yeah, amazing. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any yellow or red flags. Let's have them meet the SVP. It's pretty amazing. We always talk about how staffing is recruitment as a business. It's what it is. Talent acquisition is recruitment as a job. So for you to be able to actually go after staffing as they're looking at margins, they're looking at a better experience for their clients, for a better experience for their candidates. How long do you think it's going to take talent acquisition to catch the fuck up? It's interesting. I mean, once you switch from that kind of revenue generating tool to more of like a CYA tool or just, you know, there is a bit of a lag there. But actually, we're seeing internal TA teams. They recognize that timing is everything and that speed is a a really valuable competitive advantage in hiring. Right. If you can get that offer out sooner, then Canada doesn't have as many offers to compare it against. So we do work with internal TA teams who love the tool for the very same reasons to the recruiters. You don't have to manually schedule calls, manually type notes, or manually type write-ups. You can focus on your calls, ask great technical questions, hang up the phone, click a button, share a link via Slack with a hiring manager. And then hiring managers get more value, saves them time, et cetera. Yeah. So to answer your question about the, the platform play, though, I mean, we've, we have spent a lot of time um, building out integrations. Uh, no, we, do we, we probably don't want to be the system of record for a variety of reasons, but we want to be able to play nice and be very easy to work with a lot of different ATS and workflows. How many do you work with now? I mean, we have one-click integrations with Smart Recruiters and uh, Greenhouse and Lever and Loxo, and um, I'm probably forgetting a few. <laughs> so, you know, easy kind of after a Honet call, automatically push the transcript, the questions, the answers, the notes, the tags, all of that interview data can be in a candidate record elsewhere. Awesome. The ability to transcribe phone conversations, um, and I thought this four years ago, has a lot of accessibility with other industries um, or a lot of synergies with other industries. And you have gone into, it looks like, college admissions, venture capital screening, maybe customer service. Talk about the, the, the push and pull, I guess, of having a product that can go into other industries and keeping disciplined into not going in too much, or do you go in full steam ahead? Like talk about this product going into other industries and, and how you're approaching that. Yeah. Building building kind of a, a, a real-time interview platform just outside of say recruiting and hiring. That That's our focus, recruiting and hiring, because it's what we know uh, and what I know. But yeah, we're getting inbound interest and, and demo requests from market research firms, from venture capital teams who recognize, yeah, we have some junior associate who does a phone screen with a founder, asks the same six questions every call, and then has now has an easy way to communicate that with the partners. So whether you know whether it's a college admissions phone or video call for a career, for market research or qualitative research, 
we're seeing a variety of use cases. But yeah, we, we're trying to stay in our lane, at least in terms of our outbound focus, reaching out to recruiters and talent partners about the benefits to them and hiring managers. So the, the business isn't quite that big enough. The opportunity isn't quite that big enough to like start a separate brand or maybe even white label or private label with technology? Um, we do have customers using it for all of, for, for the use cases you mentioned. But again, in terms of our focus and our out, kind of outreach or marketing efforts, um, we're not spending a lot of time there. Gotcha. Talk about the global opportunity. I mean, certainly you're different, using different languages and tra- transcribing those. Like, have you guys gone global? What was the process if you have? What are the challenges? Talk about the global opportunity. Yeah, well, now, I mean, recruiters are working from anywhere, right? And, and, and now that remote hiring is all the rage, candidates are everywhere. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a global communication platform. You know, recruiters can sit anywhere and talk to candidates anywhere through the system. Um, primarily, we've been focusing on English in terms of the transcription, but we're getting quite a few customers now in Mexico, uh, Central and South America who are very interested in the Spanish transcription. And, you know, that's something that we can easily turn on, right, um, as we start to expand. And we're not a transcription company, right? Transcription is everywhere. <laughs> so we're not we're not building the transcription tools, but we are building the interview intelligence layer on top of that. So as you ask good questions, we can start to understand what makes a good versus great answer. And and those are the bits that you might want to share with clients. So global is still yet to come for the most part for you. Uh, I mean, we do have customers in, in Europe and UK uh, talking to candidates in Europe and UK or US. And, and in fact, we've got a lot of external recruiting firms who have maybe sourcers who sit uh, in Asia, right? In India, who are doing the initial phone screens. They can hang up the phone, share a link with the account manager or senior recruiter, maybe sitting else, elsewhere. And so there's that collaboration within recruiting firms. How does a sourcer, account manager, and a recruiter all quickly align on a candidate from a single conversation? But all English. But English, yes. Okay. Okay. So Nick, since that 2018 conversation, give me your biggest win and your biggest fail. Ooh. Hmm. I think, you know, we've seen some kind of good bottom up growth, right? We can find one recruiter who's like, yeah, I don't want to type notes or type write-ups and just enjoy mm-hmm. my calls. And you get one person to use it. And then the hiring manager goes, wow. And then another recruiter at the company says, wow, what is that? And like, and so we've had some really interesting growth where we might go from one recruiter to 70 recruiters wow. in a couple of months, just bottoms up <laughs> organically. And that's just fantastic. There's just real value to the recruiter. There's real value to the hiring manager. And there's value in this this real time interview data that's that sourcers are having a field day with, right? Imagine being able to type in a keyword and quickly search all the calls your team has had with candidates you've already screened and things like that. So sourcing teams are are geeking out on this too. I'd say the biggest failure we've actually spent a lot of time this past year really trying to improve the the onboarding experience where a new recruiter can get their welcome email with their login, easily connect their calendar and start talking with without a bunch of learning curves. Now we do offer weekly honed trainings and we've done a lot of kind of, uh, we have a lot of support included, but how do you get that recruiter to just click a button, sign up and immediately experience the benefits of, of the system? So that that's probably where we failed and where we focused on improving this last year. Gotcha. Joel? Yeah, I'll end, end on this one, Nick. Uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. I assume you've gotten some tire kickers to see what buying the business would be like. Um, you, you know, you haven't taken a lot of money. Like what's the end game? Just live in Costa Rica and uh, grow this thing for the rest of your life? 
we we want to build we want to build a stack for recruiters that's just going to help us all do our jobs better. I mean, I think we're focused on scale. We're focused on customer acquisition right now. We're focusing on better communication of what the tool is and does. And you know, that's the focus. I mean, could this fit nicely into an ATS? Could this be a great competitive advantage for a multi-billion-dollar staffing firm? Yes, but I think right now we're just heads on, on building a really great product that that our customers love using. Oh, brother! Always the yearbook answer. <laughs> Always the yearbook answer with Nick. <laughs> All right, I guess Chad, are we going to re re rate uh, hone it? We're definitely we're going to reassess. Let's say we both gave hone it and Nick a big applause last time. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. I've got to say I love listening to founders mature. Uh, I love hearing the discipline in your voice and not to mention focusing on where the money is, staffing, and, and then also evolving the product, not in areas which are way beyond the periphery of a roadmap that you would normally do this, which is what we also see from founders where they, they overextend themselves. I, I don't see you guys doing that at all. And the growth strategy, most saying that they want to start at the recruiter, that is such a a hard thousand points of light type of marketing and adoption uh, scenario. But you being able to demonstrate going from one to 70 and just catching fire like that, uh, again, renews my big applause. Way to go, Nick. It's funny as we as we record this, you know, Chad and I have done a lot of these. And if there's one sort of common theme with successful companies, um, not everyone, but certainly this seems to be a, a trend is that it's someone that has built something because they see a need there. And it's usually because of their own experience. They have industry know-how, right? They, they kind of get it. They know how to talk the language and, and pitch accordingly. They haven't taken a bunch of money. Um, they sort of grow organically and intelligently. And the team around, the entire team around them is sort of complimentary and and supportive. And it, it just sort of makes sense. And when we first talked to you in 2018, like all of those elements were there. So the foundation, I think, is is worth noting that you guys had so many of those elements early on and then have grown accordingly from that. I think that I'm I'm incredibly impressed. You guys have been able to fend off the chat bots, and I think you're gonna fend off uh, you know, the video automation stuff and the voice stuff and 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 continue to to do well as long as as long as there are still recruiters and, and people doing this. I'm in, I'm very impressed with the features that you've built. They all make sense. Nothing seems like it's out of left field. You know, Slack integration, SMS, uh, everything just sort of fits together. And I'm sure that's built again based on you guys getting customer feedback. The, the whole thing of like venture capital phone calls and things like that are a little weird. Um, and you know, I, I don't, I think you're doing it out of, out of like the money that's there or getting clients that that'd be my only thing. Like don't lose focus, keep uh, a tight view on where you're going and what you're doing. I think you're gonna, you're going to be bought at some point. Someone is going to write a check that you just can't say no to. You're going to have that beachfront property in Costa Rica, uh, that you probably already have anyway. You can just add on another room. <laughs> uh, but for me, yeah, I mean like Nick, it's, it's been really fun watching you guys grow. And uh, a big applause from me. And I'm excited what the next four or five years have in store for Honey. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks. Excellent. And with that, Chad, our first Firing Squad <laughs> reunion show is in the books. I don't know if we'll do it again, but it was kind of fun. I think we should probably do another one. Oh, yeah. Do, y'all, do you guys remember the last one? We had the uh, my fire alarm actually went off during the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the building. Yes. Did it really? 
It did, yeah. Luckily, he uh, made it through. There was not uh, enough smoke to yeah. actually push Nick out. And he was dedicated. That de- demonstrated to me just the discipline. The show must go on. That's right. <laughs> All I remember is asking mom about uh, my lunch. Mom, the meatloaf! <laughs> Fuck! We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.